Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? How you doing? Uh, what a mad bloody week it's been. Our favourite islander who I was questioning my sexuality over was literally kicked out of the villa faster than she came in. Was that the quickest dumping I've ever seen? Like, rude. That was rude. That was so rude. No one remembers the first one, but I feel like we're going to remember her. We're going to remember her forever. Forever, <laughs> ever, forever, ever. <laughs> I mean, England, we were talking last week about whether it's coming home or not. It kind of looks like it kind of is. England beat Germany 4-0. 4-0, Hadeep. Any thoughts? I heard some fireworks go off actually because I was in Glastonbury and I could hear fireworks and I didn't care, but it, I could hear them. That is so sick. I love that. I was actually out on the streets when the first few goals happened and people were just like, ah, it was quite nice. And I made friends with like random people, which was nice. I have to say this year, I feel like Too Hot to Handle has been 100,000% better than Love Island. I agree. Too Hot to Handle has got sauce. And it's also got growth. It encourages people to grow. Love Island, like, they just got people, like, with slime in their mouth, snogging other people. It's just a bit meh. Love Island is Friend Island this year. You know how they always say, it's Love Island, not Friend Island. This year is actual Friend Island. It's just Pretend Island. Dickheads. Anyway, so uh, welcome back to Thank You Next. I am Raj, if you didn't know. And I am Hardy. If you're new to this podcast, here's what you need to know. We kind of reflect on life via relationships and we take the L's that we might have experienced in relationships. We definitely have experienced L's in relationships and we turn them into wins. And you know how we do that? We kind of flip reverse the whole situation, look at what it taught us about ourselves and say thanks for the lesson. And next, because we're ready for the next one, obviously after doing some healing spending time with ourselves, journaling. We love chatting about the L's here, our L's. We love taking the piss out of ourselves, especially the relationship ones. We talk about our relationships with ourselves, mm -hmm. our parents, family, extended family, housemates. I've got two new ones. Post lockdown things and even our exes and our exes, exes and da 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 da. Post lockdown things, it's not even, lockdown hasn't ended. What are these post lockdown things? Well, People keep acting like locked. Not act. I'm not COVID police, oh, but yeah, yeah. I've been seeing woo, content woo. and people talking that lockdown's ended. It hasn't ended yet, has it? No. I have to Google it. No. It's gonna end. It's gonna end in July, I think. Mm. I think Boris has said everyone needs to go back to the office, but I'm not going. Yeah, I, th I feel like people are confused here. We would love to know what you want to say thank you next to. So email us, send us voice notes to hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for videos that will make your day. And if they do not make your day, I will pay you real money. Joke, I will not. 
we are at Thank You Next Pod. I can give you some rupees that you can give to people. I bet we could get a lot of rupees. So this episode is a bit of a different episode from what we usually do together. It's not really necessarily about things that are from our own relationships, but it's relationship lessons that we've spotted in everything that we've watched this week. We've been watching a lot of shows. We just mentioned Love Island, Too Hot to Handle. They are going to be in our relationship lessons today. And there was a film that I was dying to watch. And yes, I illegally streamed it because I'm too scared to go back to the cinema. Okay, it's okay. It was called In the Heights. It's based on a Broadway musical. It's made by the people who made Hamilton. Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. He's got a little like role in it. And it's beautiful. I encourage all of you to watch it. Pay for it. If go to the cinema if you feel comfortable. But if not, hit Surely me up. Surely no one's going to a cinema right now. Hit me up for a link. Um, no, people have been going to the cinema. Cause, like, I've seen people posting about A Quiet Place too and things like that. And I've DM'd them all and been like, oh my God, what was the cinema like? They're like, it's great. It's great. Everyone's like, it's great. It's I'm probably empty. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. I am. I do want to go because I do want to watch A Quiet Place 2 in the cinema, but I'm kind of scared. I can't lie. Is that a horror film? Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's kind of, yeah, scary. I was going to say I'd go with you, but if it's a horror film, absolutely. It's not no that way. kind of a horror. It's like a psychological horror. So it's set in... Oh, a, even worse then. <laughs> no, but it's set in a world that doesn't exist now. So it's set in a future where aliens have taken over the world and like humans are like a dying breed because the aliens, the way they see is by sound. Mm. So you're not allowed to make sound. If you make sounds, the aliens will come and like basically fuck you up, kill you, you're, you're gone. Mm, nice. The people who are alive have learned to get on in the world without sound. What about breathing? No, they're not little sounds. Okay, so in the film, it's really interesting because I always think about this when I'm like in the garden and stuff. When it rains, they can't hear you because the sound of the rain is so loud. Mm. So you can get away with making other sounds when it's raining. Mm. It's really smart. I, I would This honestly, actually sounds really interesting. Yeah, anyone who hasn't seen A Quiet Place, definitely watch it. It's, it is one of the best films I've seen in the recent in recent years and it's directed by John Krasinski and he's in it with Emily Blunt his wifey anyone who loves The Office you'll know who John Krasinski is so yeah fucking watch it it's, it's a hard deep I will make you watch it I'll watch it with you we can watch part one together I'm, it's not like a horror film like that and the aliens aren't scary if you've watched Stranger Things you can definitely handle this alright okay I think I started watching Stranger Things I don't know why I stopped maybe I don't think it's because it's scary I think it's because it was boring <gasps> Blasphemy. Yeah. I know, oh, I know, I know. shit, bro. Don't say that in front of me again. Oh, my God, my heart. <laughs> I love Stranger Things. Next. Before we get into those relationship lessons, shit that went down this week, you know. Hardy, you were saying that someone said thank you next. A woman that we all love. The UK's favourite hun. Okay. Maya Jammer. What did she do? She's dating an NBA player. Oh, so that's true. I think she was at Wimbledon and then she was at something else. Cosmo says uh, they made their relationship official. I'm saying that with my hands doing the thing. Yeah, the quote marks. Yeah. Um, after being pictured kissing. But basically, I noticed because I watched her story this morning, she was kind of teasing that there was a man there. And I was like, okay. And I was like, this is, this is interesting. Oh. And then I just put it into Google because I was like, Daily Mail would have been on this straight away. And yep. Kendall Jenner's ex. I was like, oh shit. Oh shit, Maya Jama, getting it in. We love to see it. We love to see it. You know, another little celebrity situation that I was absolutely gobsmacked by and I loved this week was Zendaya and Tom Holland, homie, have become fucking. What? The pictures 
of them snogging are out. I've seen a video of them snogging and they're so cute. It's actually so cute. And then I saw this thing on the internet where it was like every couple that have starred in a Spider-Man movie have actually got together. So before this, it was Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. And before that, it was Kirsten Dunst and uh, Toby. What's his? No, not Toby. Well, who was it? Yeah, she was. I don't know. I feel like they were. I'm in fucking shock here. First of all, Zendaya is a babe. Listen, this is the couple that everyone wanted to see get together. And like, I think Tom Holland is fine. So I know he lives in Kingston. And every time I'm in Kingston, I'm always like, what if I bump into Tom Holland? Like, what am I going to say? Is he British? Yes, babe. (laughs) Oh, damn. I've got to watch this Spider-Man thing then. Where do I see this? Oh, my God. I don't watch these type of films. It's on Netflix now, I think. Oh, it's on Netflix? All right, I'm going to watch it. There's two, yeah. One of them is definitely on Netflix. But obviously, he's also in like Avengers and things like that. Watch all the Marvel movies, basically. This is quite cute. They're really cute. And they're like giggling after their kiss. That is a relationship I'm shipping. I'm probably too old to ship it, but I'm, I'm shipping it, yo. I love it. I love Zendaya. I love Tom Holland. I think they're so cute together. And I heard that Tom Holland's ex cheated on him and all of this shit. And I just think, yo, I can't think of anything better than getting with Zendaya. <laughs> like that is just... Whew. She's fucking 10 out of 10. Raj, yeah. tell us about your bloody rickshaw ride. <laughs> right, Raj? Honey, you're so funny. You're so funny. So I got a... You know when you're in Central sometimes and you see those rickshaws and they like blast music. Like dance music, Euro trash. Yeah, but yeah, some of them blast. I've been in one that has played Bollywood music and it was so embarrassing because I was like, this is really not my vibe right now. But And they blast it so everyone looks at you and you're like, okay. So sometimes when I'm out with my mates and we want to get to one spot to the next and it's kind of walkable, but people can't be bothered. Someone might be wearing heels, whatever, whatever. I'm like, let's get a rickshaw. And it's really, really fun because... We always request certain types of music. We sing along, we make stupid videos and we try to get the public involved because it's really easy to do when you're on a rickshaw. So it was just one of those days. I was there with two of my mates and I was like, let's get a rickshaw. First things first, I have any advice for anyone doing this. Please agree. When you're in India and you get a rickshaw, you always barter and you agree the price before you So what did you, you do get, you do that? We did not do that this time. So then what did he charge? He tried to charge us 60 pounds. Fuck off. Literally, we were in Soho. We were just going to Frith Street. And I swear we were literally near Poland Street. We were by Poland Street. It's not far, okay? If anyone's got Google Maps, you can open this up and see. It's not far. This guy took some next route, took us around Mayfair. I was like, why is he taking us here? What's he doing? Mm. We got out anyway, like somewhere that wasn't even our destination. And then he was like, 60 pounds. And I was like... I live here. I know how much you guys are supposed to charge. I also know this was not the route you were supposed to take. How much do they normally charge? Because I was when Raj first told me this, I was like, I see those people who take rickshaw rides. They look like they're having a great time. But I'm like, they're tourists. Why would you do that? No. <laughs> like, would you, so, do that? you know, when I do it here, usually I do, I, I have my wits about me and I do have that India in the back of my head. So I'm always like, okay, let's agree the price now. Mm. And sometimes they'll say ridiculous prices like that. And you're like, I'm not getting in your rickshaw. Like, don't be stupid. Like, I live here. Like, I know like how much mm. it's going to cost to go there. But anyway, so that's my tip number one. Hardeep, you haven't been in a rickshaw yet, have you? Not in the UK around Oxford Street. <laughs> I've been on one like in India. No, I am going to take you because it's so much fun. Yeah. So we took over, obviously, his music and we were like, let's play some garage, yeah? Started playing garage, we were blasting it. So we're driving through Soho 
And first person I see, like obviously people are looking at us and then we, so we're like singing along to Garage having a little rave and people are raving back at us, like gum fingers at us, dancing, doing little wines, whatever. And this was the day of the football? Just a couple of hours. It's probably about 6 p.m. So like people were dancing at us. We were having a vibe. It was really fun. And I never thought that anyone I knew would see me because it's sort of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and um, first person I see was Murad Morelli, the YouTuber. And like, oh, I kind of know him. He kind of knows me. So... <laughs> I was like, oh, Murad. And he was looking at me and he was like, <laughs> and then he blew a kiss at me, but it was just so awkward. And then I was like, I'm on a rickshaw. What am I doing? He probably thinks I'm a dick. Um, so yeah, that was person number one. You know, someone that you just did not think that you would see on route. That would A, even recognize you or yeah. And you're like, okay, that might've been a bit awkward, embarrassing. I don't know. So then going down, he turns through Soho and he turns into Oxford Street. Going down Oxford Street, la la la, garaging away, gum fingers here, gum fingers there. Girls are dancing at us. Their boyfriend are laughing at them like it's just really really fun we're all high energy and the next thing I see I see two people that I kind of know and I was like who are they I know them and then they're saying hi to me and they're walking over to me and I realize oh okay this is my ex's cousins fuck <laughs> it just couldn't be better God. like me kind of tipsy excited playing bass in garage being like hey but they were really happy to see me and it was actually a pleasant encounter but you know afterwards I was just like oh my god what was that what just what just happened and how did I Because you're moving, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to stop and it doesn't have to be awkward. You got an excuse. We got caught in traffic. We were on Oxford Street, so we got caught in traffic. So then they came over to the rickshaw, had a brief conversation. And then as the conversation was starting to get a little bit like weird, <laughs> yeah, it, like it started to, we started to drive off. So I was like, oh, okay, see you later. Hopefully it's coming home. Hey, you know. That's probably made you feel a bit better about seeing any of the ex's fam. Yeah, because like I said, they were in the area and stuff. Like they live in the area and things like that. So I've always been like, oh, am I going to bump into this person? Sorry, who lives in that area? Oh, no, not that area. I mean, in my area oh, right. but, but obviously it was it was just so bizarre that we actually bumped into someone that one of them in Oxford Circus because they always say don't they that like that area you will bump into 10 people you know there's like a saying yeah isn't there? Piccadilly in it is it like what if you stand there for 10 minutes you'll see someone you know or something stupid and it was literally like oh my god I was in the vicinity for not even two minutes and <laughs> and that happened so because I was really really worried about how it would be if I bumped into any of them and actually it was all right and it was fine and they were really pleasant and I was kind of pleasant so uh we should do some content on a rickshaw oh I love rickshaws listen man I've got so much so many fun videos on rickshaws and it's really really fun because people actually want to chat to you if you're playing good music we almost started a street party it was that good you should use it to get a date no I don't I don't want to date no one no thank you thanks I'm fine dating myself wow I love how two single people are doing this podcast and next week we're joined by another single person another single person who's doing so well in his career and everything right Raj loves a Given a little tease. Just another little tease is that it was really interesting because he's so focused in everything else in his career and all that, but he's just kind of like, I, don't, I just don't have the, the time or capacity or anything for a relationship. I feel like that area of my life is not easy to switch on and switch off because once you're in it, it's hard to switch off. But once you're off, it's like the fear. You know what it's like? Have you seen Vampire Diaries? I've told you to watch it, haven't I? You said you were going to watch one episode. Anyway, you didn't. Okay. Raj, every time we talk, you suggest like four things. <laughs> but um, in Vampire Diaries, they have this thing. So the vampires can switch their humanity off. So it's like they do this thing. They like, they close their eyes and then they open their eyes and they look like crazy. And it's basically when they've switched their humanity off. So everyone on TikTok does these videos like, that's it. Like he stood me up. And then they do that. They close their eyes and they're like, off like switch it off they use the audio switch it that's off sick. and then they switch your humanity off and i feel like that's 
you know, sometimes when you're so focused on like, oh, I'm just focused on work and this, that and the other, and I don't have the capacity for a relationship. You're switching that side of that thing off in your brain. But I just think maybe you just haven't met the right person. Cause I genuinely believe that if you're successful in your career, it doesn't mean that you can't have a successful relationship. And I hate that. I think that's a limiting belief that so many people has. And I did try to say that to our guest who is on next week's episode. It's something that I've said to my friends before and they're like, you've got to believe it's possible. And I know it is to an extent. To an extent. I just don't believe. Yeah, I want it. I want to believe it's true. I know it is true. I think it yeah, is true. With the right person. Possible. Yeah, it was just probably not true for the wrong person, right? There you go, son. There you go. But um, uh, you, I was like rolling around in Oxford Circus and you were in the park and what? Everything always happens to you in the park. <laughs> you are like, my blur, isn't it? park life. Oh. Literally, always park life. My housemate was laughing at this because I was like, I've got a story for you. I was in the park and I was like, do you know where this is going to go? And he was like, no. But it's basically always the same story. I start talking to someone. So I was walking around in the park, round a bend around the pond. Yeah. Minding my own business. And there's like a skinny, I'm just going to describe what he is, like a skinny looking white guy. He, he was your type? Uh, yeah, a bit my type, bit chavvy, which is my type, obviously a little bit. 100%, yeah. He looked a bit like Eastern European. Okay. He was bent down doing something on his bike and I walked past him. And then he looked up and he went, oh, mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was like, ignore him, ignore him, ignore him. And then I couldn't help myself. I was like quite a bit away from him. I turned back and I just took one look at his face. And I just, I just couldn't help myself. I just like pissed myself laughing. Cause it was just like this little skinny white guy sees me and thinks, Goes into his brain, thinks, what can I say? What will apply to her? And then comes out with that, which is... I don't even think he thought about it. You guys are... Nah, he didn't even think. He just spoke without thinking. He was like, that's my natural reaction. Mashallah. He's, he's, it's wrong crowd, mate. No, you know what mashallah means. Yeah, but... Everyone knows what it means. It's like me going up to... Not a Spanish... Like a, yeah, a Spanish person going like, bonjour. Like, it's just like, okay... Uh, but they would still know what it means. Yeah, all right. Everyone knows what it means. But still, I was just like, mm, okay, thanks, I guess. But I laughed, man, in his face. And then I felt really bad because I was like, oh, like, he's gone out of his way to do try in his weird way. He is letting you know that you're attractive. You would have laughed, though, man. You would have laughed. I don't know, man. I don't know what I was <laughs> I was like, okay... <laughs> <laughs> so then what? Uh, I just carried on walking and I walked around the corner really fast. So it wasn't just me on my own. And then there was a you group of people so and I was funny. like, we're safe now. We're safe. We're safe. We're safe. Raj felt so <sighs> strongly about Love Island that she wrote to Ofcom. I, I was just so pissed off that they threw Shannon out and they've never in the history of that show thrown a contestant out that quickly. Have they not thrown people out on the first night? No. Honestly, it usually takes five days, a week at least, mm. for someone to leave. I was pretty disgusted. Do you, shall I read my letter? Go on. You can tell me if I went too far, okay? Go on. I, I don't know if I went too far, but I was um I sent it to a couple of people and they were like, this is really good, man. I was like, oh. Because I just know. wrote it. I was just literally writing it through the episode while I was just angry fresh. Do Ofcom re respond to people? Sometimes they do, yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> Love Island has a history of not being able to do justice to diversity on the show, especially with its black contestants. Now, South Asian representation is often overlooked. And for the first time in years, we had a South Asian contestant in the villa who stood out amongst the sea of blonde haired and blue eyed contestants we regularly see. 
This was a moment for the South Asian community to feel seen, celebrated and represented. And to my shock, the show's producers have made sure that it was only a moment. As someone who works in the industry, I'm sick and tired of South Asians being overlooked and stereotyped on television. I'm sick and tired of shows like Love Island saying they will do better to be diverse and do better with representation. I understand the format of the show very well, having worked on the marketing of it in the past. I had to let them know I knew what I was talking about, you know? But was it really necessary to send home the only female South Asian contestant they've had in years on the first day? I'm writing to you so you think about starting to take South Asian representation seriously. I was on one. We're more than corner shop owners, business owners, the people you see buying houses on homes on the hammer. We're more than news readers. <laughs> That's my favorite show. <laughs> we can do reality TV. We can do entertainment. We can make great TV shows, mainly in America, because that's where they actually commission our work. That bit was in brackets. When will the UK realize that South Asian representation matters, especially considering the percentage of the South Asian population in the country? You probably won't take this seriously, but I'm writing because I've heard what commissioners say about us. I've dealt with the stereotypes in TV and radio offices. And I know that when the word diversity is said in this industry, South Asians always get overlooked. When will it stop? Ofcom, tell me what you got to say about that, bitches. Raj, that was a good letter. My thoughts are, though, they're thinking entertainment was if she's not getting with any of the guys, she's not creating any drama, then they're going to get rid of her because she's being boring. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, but then we've got very boring contestants. Faye's fucking boring. She says nothing interesting. She's got the deadest situation with Liam, but she's still in. Why? She's still playing the game, isn't it? Shannon wasn't playing the game. Yeah, but they didn't give her anyone that she wanted to couple up with. And they've had contestants like that, like Samira. She couldn't find someone to couple up with for so long. She was in the villa for so long. Alex couldn't find someone to couple up with. He was in the villa for a long time. So I just don't really buy that. I just feel like mm. have a little bit more fucking responsibility then to committing to diverse representation. Just don't sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to do better. But it's like, it was your decision to chuck her out. And also it was kind of from early on, Shannon was a fan favorite. So it's like, all right, guys, cool. Twitter did love her. And I did see tweets that were like, a couple more episodes, she would have got her pretty little thing deal. Why did you snatch it? It's robbed her. She's still going to get her pretty little thing deal. And it was so interesting because I've also seen people on Twitter saying, oh, she was dead. She's a dead contestant. Da, da, da. She had nothing to say. But then in her leaving video on After Sun, everyone was like, she's so funny. She's so bubbly, this, that, the other. And because I have worked with Islanders and shit, like... Kaz, for example, not from this season, Kaz Crossley, and how she is in real life and how she was portrayed on that show is so different. Mm. So, so different. And she's not the only contestant that has complained about that. So I just sort of think, wow, like, and it's like you guys chose to show whatever you wanted to show. And I don't think they did right if they were trying to be all like representation and diversity. I did think yesterday after I was like halfway through the episode, I was like, where's Chloe? I was like, where's Chloe gone? I've not heard anything from oh her. Oh my God. Can we can we talk about Chloe just for one second? Mm. So I know I was like, oh, Chloe's got the worst voice ever, blah, blah, blah. How did she get past the casting team? That voice has gone out of the window. She's talking in a different voice now. And also she's super nice. And in her VT, she was like, yeah, I've been with married men. I don't care if someone's in a relationship. Bang, I'm going to do this and do that. She's like the cute one that's saving Hugo from mm. leaving. But can you do both? Can you be the one who takes married men and also be a nice friend? But it just made me think, because it's like, did she just say all of that stuff to get in, to get chosen? Because And where's her voice gone? Mm. Where did that voice I've go? I noticed her voice where's just got this... a bit lower, but it's still there. Maybe you've got used to it. No, she sounds completely different. It's not just me, man. Tell me it's not just me. If you're listening to this, tell me it's not just me. We are Thank You Next Pod on the socials. Hi, Thank You Next Podcast at gmail.com. 
on the emails. And who's your favorite Islander? Oh man, I don't have a favorite Islander. I don't have a favorite Islander this year. They're, I really gravitate towards Liberty just because of what she's going through right now. And I know that they're setting her up for a massive just fuckery situation, aren't they? But I'm pissed off with the producers of Love Island, man. I just think it's just, I actually now I'm starting to feel like it's just irresponsible TV now. Next. So before we get into our relationship lessons, we are going to say thank you next to something that went down this week. Raj, you showed me a video of Sweetie and Jack Harlow. You know what? This Jack Harlow dude, he was at the BET Awards. He was everywhere. And I just saw mm. all of Complex, Pigs and Plans, like all of them lot. And just you know, set, putting all these pictures of him and I didn't know who he was. And if I'm really honest, I still don't he's know. He's a rapper, right? I don't know who he is, babe. Yeah, I'm not too sure, to be fair. That weekend of the BT was he was trending on Twitter. And he was trending on Twitter because my guy made a move on Sawiti in front of everybody, like literally everyone. And he had some BDE and I had to rate the BDE because he was super pleasant, super charming, just went up to her, said hi. Let's put it this way. Let me paint the picture for you. They're on the red carpet. She's being interviewed by someone on the red carpet. He sees her. You can see him in the background. Just He's quite far away and he sees her, makes a beeline for her, interrupts the interview, doesn't like staying. It just literally goes to her, <laughs> hi, sweetie. And she's like, hey. And he introduces himself, whatever. I think he says something about how she's looking. And he shakes her hand. He's shaking her hand. And she's like, why are you shaking? And I think she's... Oh, he doesn't let go of her hand either. He shakes it and then holds it. He starts holding it because she goes, why are you shaking? And um, I think she just said that because she genuinely didn't know how to handle that situation. Yeah. He wasn't being pervy. I just want to say it just came across not pervy. It came across just super pleasant. It was very nice, I thought. If someone come up to me and grab my hand and then still held it, I'd think it was weird. When I watched it again, he's only holding it because she starts talking. So he just sort of carries on. But then because she says... Oh, you're shaking then he grabbed her hand with both hands and he was like I'm not shaking you know? he's only 23 you know 98 and I just thought wow like to just be like yeah baby I'm not shaking like I was like okay Mr. BDE he did go over with big dick energy um but I this is it. sweetie like you're saying you don't know who he is yeah he's just some little loved kid loved yeah? it she is a fucking powerhouse, sweetie. You know, but that's what makes it even better. Like, that, I just feel like he wasn't pervy. He didn't go there with, like, some shitty line. He was genuine. He tried to introduce himself. She was like, I know who you are, kind of thing. And then she tried to be like, you're shaking. And he was like, I'm not shaking, baby. Like, grab, holding her hands and all of that. Raj is impressed. I liked it. It was, and it was a bit banterous. Like, baby, I'm not shaking. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, yeah, honey. Yeah, oh, baby. Wow. And it just reminded me of, you know, when people say, if he wanted to, he would, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. Okay. It's true, though. No, I don't. I think that if women are complex creatures, men can be complex as well. Yeah, but if you wanted to, you would. No, but I want to, but I still won't. There you go. And I'm saying it here on the podcast. I might want to right now in a certain situation, but I won't. Why? Why? Because I'm not, I don't even know. Mm. There are there are probably things that I would do, but I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want it all right now. I'm happy with it being what it is right now. Mm. You know, so people say if he wanted to, he would. And it just reminded me of that, that like literally this guy probably saw, she's in the middle of an interview, she's on the red carpet, but you know what? I'm not going to get a chance to see her on her own maybe tonight so maybe this is my only chance so let me just be like hey i'm jack harlow like this is who i am hi how are you like you know you look good kind of thing i respect I it i respect it i respect it um 
So I don't know what I wanted to say thank you next to her. Maybe I wanted to say, maybe I, I don't know. What am I saying thank you next to here? You're saying when people say if he wanted to, he would. You, it sounds like you would want to say thank you next to that. But in this case, he wanted to and he did. Yeah. I, do, I genuinely do. I do want to sort of say thank you next to people saying it. if he wanted to, he would. But he actually did. And I'm here for it. I feel like that applies to if he wanted to, he would. It's like, oh, if he wanted to bring me, if he wanted to talk to me, if he wanted to text me, if he wanted to meet up with me, if he wanted to, he yeah, would. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I genuinely think that like humans are more complex than that. I like that on this occasion... This is the one time yeah. that I will agree with that whole if he wanted to, he would. Like, yeah, this this is an example of if he wanted to, he would. And I'm here for it. There's situations where in my head I'm like, oh, it would be nice to check in on this person, see how they are. But the pastor's told me that talking to these people would not be beneficial for me. So then I don't. So there's times where I do want to do stuff and then I don't. Mm. Or there's times where I want to, like before when I was like, oh, yeah, really want to have sex, but I didn't. So obviously it is more complex than that. But I feel like, I don't know, with actions with new people, when I don't have a history clouding that, if I wanted to, I would. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't agree with it at all times, but I think this is the perfect example of if he wanted to, he would. Do you like Jack Carlo? No, I still don't know who he is, but I just appreciate that. Like, I'll remember that. If I ever see him, I'll be like, Jack, I remember that time when you went up to Sweetie. <gasps> He's a Pisces. Oh. oh, God. Oh, great. We keep finding all these Pisces now. Next week's guest is a Pisces, FYI. Thank you. Next. We're going to move on to our relationship lessons now. And like we said earlier, the relationship lessons this week are from Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, and the movie In the Heights, which is also a Broadway musical. So maybe we could say from a Broadway musical as well. Okay, so we're going to get on to our first lesson and this comes from Love Island. Literally can't avoid that program right now. And we're not because we're kind of obsessed. So lesson one. One taught me. Take what a man says to you in the early stages with a pinch of salt. Early stages as well, you know. Tell me, what does this mean? You know, people in Love Island are always like, one day in the villa is like two months in the outside world, blah, 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 blah. Chuck that shit out of your head and take it for what it is, sis. You're literally spending 24 hours, it's been 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever, yeah? Not a long time, okay? But it does feel long to them because they're with them all the time. Mate, it feels long to me because I've watched for how many weeks now? A week, two weeks? And it feels like <laughs> nothing's like happened. And I feel like I've been watching this for half the year, like a whole lockdown. And I'm like, still nothing's happening. Why am I watching this show? Liberty and Jake have this whole thing like everyone thinks that they're the strongest relationship in the villa. Everyone thinks that they're the couple that everyone wants to ship. They nominated them to go to the hideaway. Yeah, there's so much belief in this couple that they were nominated to go to the hideaway by the rest of the castmates, even though some of them know that Jake is openly saying that, yeah, if someone else came in and she was blonde, I would turn my head, my head would be turned and I would get to know her. And he's not really talking about Liberty to his friends as if he's committed or there's anything there that he respects or you know wants to hold in a safe place and liberty on the other hand with the girl she's like yeah we get on so well he's my doppelganger he's the boy version of me there's banter it's natural it's effortless if you just hear that on two occasions i think everyone naturally would be like oh the girl's just reading into things the girl's just getting carried away blah blah blah, blah. from watching this show what we've seen this week is that this guy is actually feeding into those beliefs and like he's like he is saying all of that stuff literally to her like oh mm. liberty we do have so much banter oh liberty it is effortless yeah it's so nice with us oh liberty do i give you fanny flutters he's done this twice have you noticed twice he she said a little bit about how you make me feel and he's trying to get more out of her i don't understand like verbally he's trying and emotionally 
he's trying to get her to say that she likes him and that she makes him feel a certain way. He's brought up flutters twice now. Yeah. Why are you trying to get her to say this shit? I don't understand. And the second time he said it, she actually said, yeah, you do give me fanny flutters. And It's like a tick list for him. It is actually disgusting behaviour. And like, this is where it becomes a little bit even further problematic because he's then going to people like Hugo and saying, yeah, 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 like, you know, me and Liberty, like, it's not that, the connection is not that deep, da, 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 da. Hugo is not telling anyone. Hugo has this information. Mm. Does Hugo have a responsibility? Yeah, I think so. If this girl's going to the hideaway with this guy, like she genuinely thinks whatever, like anything could have happened in the hideaway. They could have crossed certain boundaries, crossed certain lines. And she's there thinking, this is a guy that likes me for me. It's not going to get his head turned. We're like each other's male, female counterparts. Like, so you can see in her head, she sees it going on outside of the villa as well, right? I feel bad for her family watching it. It's disgusting. And that's what I mean. I just feel like... It's a little bit irresponsible on the producer's part as well because it's just like, you guys are always going on about fucking mental health, mental health. What do you think this is going to do to her mental health? Mm. I don't know how I feel about Love Island at the moment, but whatever, we'll we'll get on to that another time. I thought it was irresponsible of him to go in the hideaway with her as well, knowing that he's walking around saying that he doesn't, if another blonde walked in. He was pretty disgusting when he was going into the hideaway and like he flashed everyone his butt cheeks and I was like, no one wants to see this shit, Jake. Like, just fuck off. He's acting for banter, showing off, I feel. And the thing is, is that I have to be really honest, like, the cast of this, the, the men are fucking menning, aren't they? They're menning away. Just <laughs> literally, I think Sharon said something the other night to Aaron and he got really judgmental about it and literally... Yeah, she said about not wanting a, not sure about having kids and being a working woman. And then now he's all like, oh... And basically she said she wants to buy a lime green Aston Martin or something like that. Yeah, that's a problem. And it became problematic for him. He was like, she's just too flashy for me. We all want different things though. I really want to walk in wardrobe. So if someone was like, that's too flashy, I'd be like, no, I just want to see my clothes. It's like they're looking for any excuse to just run away or like just be like... This year, the guys are trying to keep their options open. I don't understand why. And none of them, I have to be really honest, none of them are coming across as charming or the nice guy and even Hugo like I think this is another thing we always say don't trust the nice guy he was coming across as the nice guy all of that shit so much so he's in a friendship couple now because someone in there Chloe genuinely thought let's keep him in you know like he's a nice guy Mm. and look he's letting Liberty run around thinking yeah I'm in this situation but he knows the truth Mm. and then the other thing that I was going to say is like when I have spoken to other islanders they've always said that like when a new person comes in because they are allowed to watch the show before they come into the villa up until a certain point Sometimes they have spilled the tea. So I'm just waiting to see if Rachel hmm. is going to spill any tea or if, if that's really been banned, you know, or if the producer are really on it this year. Do you think Rachel knows that? Info? It depends on how much of the show she's been allowed to watch. She's allowed yeah. To see, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. But I feel like if Rachel knew, like, she probably would have said by now because she seems like a very tell it like it is sort of person. What I thought was sad was at the end of the episode that was on, on Monday was that Liberty was saying what more could someone want and kind of looking at her value based on his interest because he... Oh, yeah, because he finally told her. Well, he did in his own way, saying that, not I'm keeping my options open, you keep yours open, but he was like, oh, if another blonde walked in and da-da-da-da. And also going on the blonde thing, I had a quick look on Twitter and I saw so many tweets about the word blonde being used as a shorthand for white and blonde hair, blue eyes, and a lot of like uh, Hitler-related memes and how that's what these guys are after. And then sometimes when they say like dark hair, dark features, they're using different words to get around. What are you saying you like? I feel like people aren't saying skin colour, maybe because that is problematic 
or some people think it's problematic to say that on a TV show. But I always find it really, when people are so specific about a type and what they like, hair colour, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I saw this tweet and it's by um, Jace by Jason. It says, what's frustrating is that Jake and Liberty actually do seem compatible. I don't even think he's not attracted to her. Men just want to have all the options in the world and sit on their ass whilst the woman is putting in work. Agreed. Obviously, they've had their little bit of banter and stuff, but... I think Liberty likes the idea of him. I don't think he's really done much. Genuinely, like, it looks like they do, they they have fun conversations. They have fun together. Like, they spend their day. Like, when you saw the other couples, they actually sit in silence together, a lot of them. Yeah. And them two are always muttering something or another to another and to each other. And it seems like, you know, we only get an hour of it. We only probably get 10 minutes of them mm. on screen time. And in their day, it seems they probably do have chat if that's how she's talking about it. And he even admits that. And that's what's wild. And the same person, right, Jace by Jason, did this tweet as well, which again, it is probably why I'm not liking this season. He says, this is the scariest season of Love Island ever. At least when Adam in season four was an emotional terrorist, it was funny. These men's behavior has just been frightening and spooky. I guess Adam's the one who you said about the gaslighting, right? Yeah, and Adam was like, it was like, Adam would say it to everyone. He had like catchphrases. So Adam would go to everyone and be like, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't into you. My head wouldn't be turned for you, da 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 da, da and all of that. And it became like a comedy thing because it was like, Adam, mm. you could see from the outset, is a fuckboy, you know? And, yeah. and an emotional terrorist. I agree with that statement. Lovely. It's a great statement. But there's usually only one. And this season, it's like, it's like every man in there is just acting wild. Yeah. I also think that maybe this year with the whole, you know, their effort to, the push to be kind and stuff, they're probably editing a lot of problematic stuff and other other things that would make anyone form an opinion too strong. I don't know. I think the show that's set telling you to kiss the most attractive person in the room and then kiss the, the most unattractive person in the room. Yeah, that was fucked. I, uh, that was I fucked. don't know if they're thinking about being kind, yeah? He had agency. Brad had some agency in whether he did it or not. Oh, yeah. By the way, Chugs. I thought Chugs would stay. I thought Chugs would stay. I actually liked Chugs. I enjoyed Chugs. Yeah, Chugs was growing on me, him and his little bucket hat business. Chugs was like giving me a little bit of Made in Chelsea vibes. And I was like, I'd like to see a bit of Made in Chelsea in the villa. I, I never it. saw it's him nice. in a bucket hat, actually, which I think was quite bad for him. Maybe he was told he wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. I think they weren't. They wouldn't have allowed him to. Do they tell the girls? Because in Two Hot Tandas as well, they're wearing these fucking tiny bikinis, dental floss up their ass cheeks. Can't they put on shorts? No, um, they actually get told in the day what they have to wear. And I remember someone was saying that there were times when it was actually cold outside that they weren't allowed to wear like sweaters, like sweatshirts. Or That's bad. Tees. That's fucked. They get told that they have to wear bikinis and things like that. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't see them slogging around in t-shirts and things like that. They're not allowed to wear them. That's actually fucked. Yeah, I thought this was like a tweet that really sums up everything that is going on right now and it's by monel underscore xx it says jake doesn't find liberty sexy oh toby is faking it with kaz i mean i hope he's not but yeah he's giving me wes vibes at the moment i don't know i think kaz or more toby isn't gonna last um liam and faye have nothing in com common that's obvious yeah they sit in silence next to each other sharon is too career focused for aaron aaron being someone who's kind of career focused needs to get over that but mm. yeah brad is telling rachel to talk to other guys yeah brad is moving mad they're all doing this they're all and i don't know if it's a test because on a too hot handle it's a test they're testing that you can tell they're like i want him really i just want to see what it's going to do on love island you can't tell is it actually a t are they just testing to see if they will do it i don't think they are i thought as well it was kind of problematic how, sorry, on Monday night's episode, when Rachel 
said to Faye, let me pull you for a chat. This is how I'm feeling. Brad just said to me that I should get to know everyone else. And Rachel was in tears over that. Faye was like, no, 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 babe, let's play devil's advocate. Like I say that to Liam because I want to see if he gets with anyone else um, over me. I always thought it was interesting. Didn't Faye warn... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Rachel about Brad's behavior. I never saw that at any point. I don't know, man. I really don't know. But it was weird because Brad was acting mad like, oh, Rachel, you're my type. Like when you walked in, I was like, that's my type. She's been sent here for me. They were both chatting shit. You can't trust anything they were saying. No, 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 no. Why I'm saying in the early stages as well, because, you know, I think men in early stages, they just like the attention, I think. I think whereas women, like we will shut down male attention very, very quickly. Yeah. When I'm out and someone chats to me, I'm just like, oh, really? Oh. But men, they actually genuinely love the attention and they will keep it coming until something better comes along, I think. That's what all these programs show. So Too Hot to Handle, Love Island, they show that it's not a test, but how do you deal with the circumstances as they unfold and new people come in, oh, is your head turned, this, that and the other. I think definitely what you said, uh, the lesson here is, yeah, take take what a man says in the early stages or what anybody says in the early stages yeah. with a pinch of salt. I told you about that time when someone said to me, they love me after maybe a week and then took it back in the same sentence. And I was just like, what? That is just what? A, slightly narcissistic, B, fuck boy. Yeah, I should have known. I should have known. I was dumb at the time and I wanted to believe it. It's a test of time, isn't it? If I work with you for a month, you, you, I might show you the best of me in the first month. My life might be going great, just as if you go on a date. Your day might have gone well. What happens when... I meet you, but before I met you, I have an argument with my brother six months down the line. Time is a good fucking teller. It let, let the people unfold themselves to you and see what they're like when the circumstances aren't all rosy. Yeah, there is all of that. But there is also just that thing of like, when you first meet me, I'm going to be on my best behavior with you. I'm not going to be, I mean, not me specifically. I think I am quite, uh, I think I like to push people away by showing Showing that, them. Yeah. I think that is one of my like, things. <sighs> yeah. That's I'm, what they do on Married in First Sight. Yeah, because I just sort of think I am loud. I am rude. I do make rude jokes. I do swear a lot. I will have issues with certain beliefs and, you know, whatever. And you need to know that. And if you can't handle that, then bye, sayonara. But I think generally everyone in a, the beginning of a relationship or whatever is on their best behavior. And there are parts mm. of themselves that they will naturally 
pop in the cupboard hidden away and lock it up. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever been on your best behavior? No, I have to be really honest. No, because I know that I have a full on personality and I'm a bit out there and I'm aware that men don't usually like that. So I'm kind of like, well, if you don't like it, here, here it is. Here's who I, I never hide who I am. And I always amplify it on purpose. So if they want to fuck off, they can fuck off now. What and about not- mis- mistakes though? Like I remember, okay, so my ex, when I first met him, I think I said, oh, I've not, I was young, okay. And I really believed that men, especially Asian men, really care about your history and what you've done. So when I first met him, I think I've said this like early on in the podcast, I told him I'd never dated anyone. Okay. He did know about my ex before him because I remember when I, we were at work, I used to drop in ex, ex. Because I wanted him to know I was single. <laughs> but he didn't know about like all the little like school things and like other sixth form related relationships. And the fact that I'd actually dated his brother's mate. So yeah, eventually I did tell him that, but I waited till I had him, till I was like, yeah. And when I say had him, I don't mean like fucked him or anything like that. I mean, I just waited till I knew he liked me to reveal, yeah, I dated your brother's mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, man, I haven't done anything like that. <laughs> oh, I know people who've pretended to be virgins to men to like for their ego or whatever. That's just, I mean, why? Have you ever heard that? No. Well, I knew this girl, she was like, oh, yeah, I told, I told him I'd never had sex to make it. And I was like, yeah, but how did you fake your first time with him then? And she was just like, uh, didn't fake any. I just was normal i was like mm, wouldn't you be a bit extra knowledgeable no i've seen that in tv shows i've seen girls who you know get with a guy and they pretend that they're a virgin um because <laughs> but i mean i don't know anyone that's done it i think that's mad let's not i don't know I'm, I'm a firm believer in like you know tell it how it is keep it real mm. and keep it moving i think that's why i think that's what fucks me up the most because i'm there being like well i'm like this so i automatically expect the other person to be like that and mm. then, you know, I have that expectation of, oh, you're real too. So for me, I feel like this advice is more for everyone listening. And for me, like I need to take everything with a pinch of salt. Sometimes like someone will give me an inch and I will create a whole like eight series fucking narrative out of that and be like, this is what that means. No, 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 no. What are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to believing what any person you're starting to see, starting being in a talking stage with, believing everything they say as being gospel truth. Da, 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 da. No, take it with a pinch of salt. Just remember this person's on their best behavior. It's going to take time for the real them to actually unfold. Everyone's defrosting, as everyone likes to say. They're uncurling like a fern in the forest. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been hanging out in the forest as ferns. Yeah. <laughs> okay we're getting on to lesson two so one taught me every conflict doesn't have to be an argument me and raj are watching too hot to handle and cam and emily had a bit of an obstacle in their relationship the new girl came in what's her name is it emily christine i think she's like something you've seen like an enrique iglesias video you know like there's old like exotic yeah, Hat you know, mamas. basically dark hair, dark features, senorita, light skin. Bit of a senorita. Senorita um, vibe. <laughs> I feel like senorita is just shorthand for exotic or whatever. But anyway. Yeah, culturally ambiguous. Yeah, she's very similar. So Cam is, they're a British couple. Cam is like, yeah, lad, lad. He's, Cam's a bit of me, to be honest. And Emily, she's like, yeah, lads, lads, a little bit. But she's like the girl version. Very pretty, very, yeah, all of that. Anyway. So the new girl walks in who's very similar and they go on a date. Cam and the new girl. Yeah. The new girl picks, she gets the choice of going on a date with whoever she wants and she picks Cam. And Cam goes on to the date 
and Emily can see from far away. So Emily's back in the house kind of thing and she's looking. Cam and the new girl are having a date. They're all laughing, leaning into each other and they actually go to almost kiss and then Cam pulls away. And it, during that whole experience, it was like Cam didn't even remember who Emily was. She didn't even exist. And the new girl even asked him, are you in a thing with anyone? And he like downplayed it. And he goes back into the house and were they holding hands? No, 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 no. They weren't, okay. They weren't holding hands, but basically he was given the impression that he was like more not connected to anyone than he was. When Cam comes back from this date, Emily catches up with him on the date about how the date went, whatever. And he's like, you know, yeah, she tried to kiss me, but I said to her that, no, I'm with this girl and she's really special to me. I told her about you. And she's like, oh my God, you told her about me. Oh my God. You know, all of that, believing everything he's saying. And that was not the case. He actually sat on that date. And I think he told her that, look, we're on too hot to handle because she wasn't aware that they were on too hot to handle. He was like, we can't kiss right now. I want to kiss you so bad. And she didn't initiate that kiss. He he initiated it just as much as she did because he was like, I want to kiss you so bad and saying all of that stuff. So Emily's there thinking, oh, okay, he said this to me. But then Emily, for some reason, I don't know what it was, maybe a gut feeling, maybe something else. She's like, you know what? I'm going to chat to that girl and I'm going to get her side of the story about the date. So Cam is sitting with the boys and they can see Emily going up to this girl and being like chatting. And Cam's like, oh, this is not good I for me, I think they man. hugged what's, at the end as well. What's going? Yeah, they hugged at the end because the girl, the girl's kind of by and she was like, yeah, man, I'll take Emily for a date. I'll get with Emily. She was making all of these like comments and shit. So I was like, oh, okay. So basically she goes into the water, she chats to this girl and she says, look, what happened? Tell me what happened. Like, did he talk about me? He said he mentioned me and she's like, no, babe, he didn't talk about you at all. He said he really wanted to kiss me. He said that we were on too hot to handle, so he, we couldn't kiss. But he didn't tell me about you. And then they filled each other in on the gaps. Emily was pretty disgusted. And the other girl, she was just like, I'm not interested in him at all now because he's shown me that he's a dickhead. And he's more trouble than he's worth. Yeah, and she was just like, that's disgusting to me. Like, that's not cool. And then Emily basically took some time out and was like, I'm not going to react. And she was like, I'm going to see... What happens, which I thought was very good because, you know, when you're constantly surrounded by someone, it's actually hard to pull away for a bit. They took some space to see what would happen. And Cam did eventually come and apologize to her. I did notice that they both did laugh a little bit. They were trying not to laugh. And I was like, mm, I don't know if this is good. He did apologize. She accepted his apology. And I thought the conversation, because I don't know, from the look, they're both quite young and the way that they look, I was quite surprised by how good their convo was. They they seemed to be communicating very well and understanding each other. They were both very calm and Emily reasserted her boundaries. She said, people make mistakes and she believes in second chances, but you won't get a third. And I thought, fuck, she's laid it all on the table. She said what she expects. But yeah, no, I thought they'd done really well in communicating and they showed that every conflict because that was conflict didn't have to be some massive like crying argument shouting screaming they took some time away and then they came back and had a calm conversation 100 percent. and i just think as well like because they are british and because he's a bit of a jack the lad and she's like got this essex accent i was expecting like a towie um confrontation <laughs> like oh my god you fucking cheated on me you know, I was expecting it to go down those routes because she does come across quite fiery, but she's, mm. she, I think she is a little bit, but she's, she kind of was just very calm about it. And she was also like 
I'm actively keeping a distance from him to figure out if I even want to forgive him. Mm. But then she was like, I really like him and I do want to spend time with him and whatnot, whatnot. I don't know. I feel like one of my previous relationships, every conflict was an argument. Mm. How do you think it got into an argument? Because the other person didn't like that I challenged anything that was going on. It wouldn't start with me arguing. I would be there like and, and talk and try to be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's calling me to feel like this. Please, can you help me with this? Blah, 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 blah. And I would use all sorts of language and stuff because I would be reading up on it because I was like, mm. I can't get through to this person. How do I get through to this person? So I'd be sure that, okay, let me stay calm. And then literally something would snap and he would be shouting. And then when the other person starts shouting, I think there's only a matter of time before either you start crying or you start shouting or you lock yourself in a bathroom. Mm. And, you know, so I just think this is a lesson that is really important that not every conflict in a relationship situation has to result in a fucking massive argument and that it's actually abnormal. That's not normal behavior to have those kind of arguments all the time. And I think even Katie Thistleton, when she came on our podcast, she was talking about her relationship and she was like, you know, me and my partner, we don't argue. Like we just don't. Everyone says that arguments are healthy and arguments are normal, but we actually don't have arguments. And I was like, oh, okay. I think it's normal for people to have disagreements, but not normal to shout and scream and swear, which is what I have done in the past and have definitely done like in the last couple of years i think sometimes my family i guess my friends i know that they could walk away from me if they wanted to family don't have a choice and i'm not saying oh yes that means i'm going to be dickhead a dickhead to my family but sometimes i'm a bit more short or will use worse language with my family than i would with my friends sometimes it feels like they just they say something and it fucking pisses you off they know what to say to just quickly and you react sometimes um but i'm trying to get better at that and obviously all the reading and stuff we've done to realize that there is a space between something and your reaction and obviously you have control that's one thing i think i've wrote i've actually wrote it on my mirror now i look at it and i'm like yeah duh but i remember back in the day i never thought that i had any control over the way i acted i thought this is i was just like bang this is my reaction and now i'm like whoa I actually can choose how to respond. And I was like, that 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 thing is, uh, knowing that has actually changed my life. Not everything has to be like a, a TOWIE showdown, you know? Fuck. These two, I'm these two, um, rooting for them. And I did have a little sneaky look on their Instagram and they seem to be going strong. Oh yeah, yeah. I, che- I checked up on them as well and they're together, they're living together Ooh. and all of that. Spoiler alert for everyone. But, um, but I mean, I'm on episode eight right now and Cam looks like he's about to cheat on her again. So... I don't know, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> and uh, what do you think of the blonde girl and Chase? I don't like Chase. Mm, I don't like his behaviour. He pulled her in and then he pulled her away. You know, the minute that the first conflict came up, he was like, well, I'm just going to bow out and be on my own right now. And I just think good luck to you, babe, in the future mm. because that's life. And yep. life isn't just, oh, what pretty girl is going to walk into the villa and share my bed tonight? Fix up, bro. He was rude the way he had that girl in his, what was her name? Tabitha. He had her in his bed. Then He called it off with the one girl. A couple hours later, I had the new girl in his bed. Mad. The thing with Too Hot to Handle is, is that they actually cast people who, A, might not have been aware that it was Too Hot to Handle, but they're ready. They're like sex addicts that are ready to just... What do they tell these people that go on Too Hot to Handle? What are they telling them? Where do they think they're really going? They said that they were going on um, like a new show and they gave it a fake name. And they said that, you know, it's all about like couples like having lots of sex and having lots of fun and you know living their best lives kind of thing so they found people who were like literally like yeah I I shag anything and everyone and everything it was interesting because there was a storyline there where it was like there was another British guy and he's with a blonde girl but she's left now um because he fucked that up as well but he was like I I became like this and I became like 
someone who just sleeps with loads of people because I went through a divorce. And whoa, my... whoa, whoa, spoiler. I ain't got there yet. Oh, I thought you were on similar episodes to me. Oh, okay. Nah, no, nah, I didn't know he's gone. What are you saying? Okay, we'll have to just to talk about this another whoa. time then. Whoa. I guess we'll just talk about it another time. I was thinking, so on Two Hot Tandle as well, they send these contestants who are like, yeah, just sex, sex, sex on these little tasks for the day. So what do they do with the girls? Or do they send they sent the girls somewhere to do something, an activity with the lady? Uh, the girls, it was to talk about like their past trauma and... Oh, yeah. And they send them off with the hippies. And have you seen the when they have the hippies and they're like, the wind is blowing and they're wearing a long yeah, skirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like last year when they did this, they sent the girls to a nunny thing. So they were all like talking to their nuns and getting to know their nuns better and why do they allow their nuns to be disrespected and putting their nuns in positions like, you know. And they did a similar thing this year with the boys. But I did notice with the guys, they were just using it as an exercise to be like, oh, you've had a lot of great times. Like to to make out how laddie they are. Like, oh yeah, you've shown me some good times you have. They were talking to their dicks, by the way. One of them was like this. Do you remember that time when we got with them twins? This is what I hate sometimes about like R&B hip hop music, which I do fucking love. There's always like a little bit of them. They're like, oh, I'm such a player when I fucked you and your sister in the same day. They like, oh, my behavior was bad, but I just still have to let you know that I had a threesome. Like they just, just fuck off. That's it for Too Hot to Handle. But yeah. So what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to thinking that every single conflict that you have has to be some big, massive argument. No one wants a big palaver, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And if you find yourself like creating a big palaver, ask yourself why and figure that shit out and go get therapy or read a book, like fucking fix up. Let us know what you think of Too Hot to Handle and Love I Learned. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Who's your favourite couple? Did Raj just ruin it for you too? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, next. So we are on to our third and final lesson. So one taught me. Everything in a relationship doesn't have to be fast and instant. Okay? Interesting. Where did this lesson come from? This lesson comes from a movie that has come out called In the Heights. It's based on a Broadway musical. It's made by the creator of Hamilton. So it is a musical. It's a great fucking movie. And the thing that I really loved about it was that it showed slow love, like just slow love. And it was like a very undemanding love. And it was a love that didn't even demand time, to be honest. They weren't even demanding of each other's time or anything like that. It was just such a lovely relationship between like Usnavi, who's the male lead, and um, Vanessa, who's the female lead. And Usnavi runs like a corner shop bodega kind of vibe. Oh God, is he brown? They're all Latina. It's a Latino community. Oh, right, right. Okay, that so makes it's me in the heights. Yeah. Right, cool. So Usnavi, yeah, he's running a bodega and stuff, and his parents have passed away, but he knows that his dad used to run a bar in Dominican, and he wants to go back to Dominican and like run that bar and that's his like life goal and he's obsessed with that and he doesn't really feel like New York's home he feels like Dominican's home and you know they're all living in the heights and a lot of them like the big dream is to get out of the heights and all of that and Vanessa says she wants to she wants out of the heights she wants to live outside of the area she's looking to get a flat she wants to be a fashion designer and she designs and all of that stuff 
it was just really nice because the way that you see their relationship in the beginning is that you know that he likes her and that he's like in love with her. You can tell she likes him. They're just getting on with their own lives and it's not really affecting their lives. And it's not really like this mm. big thing that has to demand loads of time and loads of effort and loads of whatnot. And um, finally, yeah, they go on a date. So that's establishing that there's some sort of interest, but no one's there to be like, what are we? What is this? The labels, the every night must be spent together, that every, let's call each other every morning. There was none of that. And mm. it's very much about, she was aware that he, he wants to leave. He wants to leave and he books a ticket to leave. And she's not at all like saying stay for me or stay for us or any of that shit. And she's like, okay, let's just make the most of the time that we have. And again, I thought that was just so healthy because like you're both young, you both have different dreams, but you have these feelings towards each other. But why should those feelings towards each other change any of your life's plans or life's goals. Like, mm. I think that's a massive demand that so many people put on each other. And it's like, it doesn't always have to be like that. And that's why long distance relationships exist. And with her as well, like he was always encouraging of all of her dreams. Like she couldn't get mm. a co-signer or like, you know, someone to vouch for her for her flat. So he did all of that for her, got that sorted for her. And he was like, cool. Even though he knew that that's essentially going to take her away from him. Mm. It's going to take both of them away from ever getting boyfriend, girlfriend level, whatever commitment. Right. Mm. But it's like an unsaid commitment that they had. And I just really, really liked that. And it was like, yeah, you see what happens to them at the end. And just spoiler alert, everyone, if you're going to watch In the Heights, then don't listen to this, okay? Go back, go forward or go to the next, go to another episode. They end up together, like with kids and everything. And, and he ends up staying for her, but it's a decision that he makes. So the night before he leaves, she does all these designs and she has someone like, she creates all these designs and stuff. She creates all these outfits and she has someone draw the beach that his dad used to live on, um, on his wall in his bodega. And... He comes and he sees that and he's like, you know what? How can I leave now? Like you've, I realized that the island that I've been searching for my whole life is here. You guys are my people. This is my island. I might cry. I think I might cry, Raj. Honey. <laughs> I fucking tears. Oh, you'll love this movie. I love this. I think I'm going to watch it again. So maybe we should just like do a link up and we'll watch it. It'll be so fun. But, um, oh. That's fucking beautiful. The island I was searching for. Yeah, and in movies, it's like we always see just these things of like, what are we? Yeah, what are we? Da, 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 da. And even in like our friendships, like I feel like so many people are like, has he asked you out yet? Are you doing this yet? Are you his girlfriend yet? Are you his are you his boyfriend yet? Da, 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 and all of that. This is just a perfect example of just a very healthy relationship and that a healthy love that is just supporting of whatever the other person has got going on in their lives, not demanding anything, not being like, no, you can't leave. You can't go away. No, you can't go to fashion school. No, you shouldn't be living away from me. And I actually remember an ex saying to me back in the day, I don't want you to go to uni. No, I don't want you to go to uni because if you go to uni, you're going to cheat on me because that's what he had heard from all his older friends who had gone to uni and their girlfriends had all cheated on them. And I was just like, wow, mm. you, you're really telling me not to go to university. It's like the ultimate, it's not a test, but it's like the ultimate to let, you've got to let set people, not free free, but just as in, well, yeah, set people free. <laughs> yeah, let them man. live their life as you should. <laughs> if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Having someone back in your corner and your dreams and, you know, all of that's nice. It's not, it's, it's actually weird and creepy. If that person made it very clear that they're just trying to keep you close, 
or keep you small, that's like controlling manipulative behavior. And if someone was to say that out loud in English or whatever language with actual words, you'd be like, that's fucking weird. But people do that stuff like, and just keep it on the low, obviously. Uh, When I used to be in a dance group, I was seeing this guy who was really controlling and he used to be like, I don't like you dancing. And obviously dancing would take me out to places, to events, to clubs and meeting people and all that. And, you know, he didn't like that. So he was always like, oh, I don't want you to dance or I don't want you to like show your body or wear a t-shirt. I think I said this to you before. Not saying those are all the same things, but if we were still together and I was going to uni, I'm pretty sure you'd probably would have been like, yeah, stay in Coventry where I can keep my eye on you. (laughs) This just sounds like a very nice fucking story, mate. That's nice. And he even helped her to get an apartment knowing that the apartment would take him away. You know, when people make big life decisions, big ones, Sometimes there's a bit of like, it scares you to think, how would I fit into their life after? So I know someone who's just is about to buy a house. As they told me, I was like, not like, that has no, it doesn't really have any relevance to our relationship. But at the same time, I was like, this is a new start for you. This is the nail in the coffin for our relationship. I don't know. It just felt that way. Oh, I've done that with friends. Definitely. I don't think I do that in relationships, but with friends, I've definitely, like when my mates talk about moving or like moving out of the area and things like that, I'm like, oh my God, but what about us? Yeah. What about us? Yeah. It does make you think, what about us? But it'd be creepy if you'd be like, oh, there's a house going next door to me. Why don't you move there? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, me and my friend Pav, we have got plans to buy houses next door to each other in our future. Yeah, well, that's fine. But like we've got these plans to, you know, live like Ab Fab and like have cocktails in the back garden and oh, have a secret that. doorway. <laughs> that sounds good. It, there is a bit of scare, like knowing that someone's going to move on and do things is scary. When my ex went off to uni, that was scary. He went abroad for three months. That was scary. I went abroad for three months. That was scary because I was like, what does this mean? Did any of you say anything to each other? Were you guys like, oh my God, don't go? Or Nah, I was, we always encouraged each other, but I was probably more needy. I was more just like, talk to me, ring me every day. It is healthy. Yeah, I'm not saying these things are a test, but it's like healthy for you to do, like fucking allow each other to do shit. I think it just reminds all of us that actually like that relationship doesn't define you or your life and your life's purpose is still a purpose away and outside of that relationship. Because so many people, I think you've talked about this to me so many times that that's what you worry about, about when you get in a relationship that the relationship becomes everything Mm. and the the purpose gets sort of um, blurrier and blurrier. Mm. But it's about holding onto your purpose and that that person ideally should be encouraging your purpose regardless of where it's going to take you. If it's going to take you to LA tomorrow and they're going to be in fucking Coventry or wherever they're going to be, you know? Hounslow with your buddy G. Hounslow with your buddy and that. If he wants to stay in Hounslow and I'll be in New York, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I think no matter what, though, if someone was going to say with their chest that they want to keep you small, that would be fucking weird. But they have. They have, like, that guy that was telling you not to yeah. go to dance. And I'm assuming dance was a passion of yours yeah, and things like that. And it made you it. happy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, And he's literally telling you that. And like, all I really, I wanted to go to uni to study the shit that, all I wanted was to be in a lecture and be at a place where they were talking about shit I loved. Mm. And it was literally film and TV that I was going to do. You know I love that shit. Mm. Oh so I was God. just like, yeah. are you joking? You want me to not go to university? Are you stupid? Really? I don't want you to educate yourself. And it's not like, I'm not going to fucking start an OnlyFans, Holmes. Like, there's nothing wrong with starting an OnlyFans. It's absolutely fine. Like, But I was literally going to, all I was doing was going to sit in a <laughs> lecture room 
come back home. I, obviously, we lived out. We had a flat, whatever. He was more than welcome to come. You know, he never came to my flat. He never came to my flat. Mm, so he doesn't, you'll move on and you'll know you deserve better. That's why. They don't want you to know that. He would meet me outside and he would never come to the flat. Why? I don't know, fucking weirdo. That's weird. I would love to know his reasons. I don't want to go inside your flat. I used to feel like when my ex went away and moved to uni when I went to the flat, I used to feel like this is like a home you've created that's nothing to do with me. If, you, if I didn't go there, I wouldn't be able to see him. That would be fucking weird. It's fucking stupid, mate. I yeah. used to have to meet him in his car. I was like, okay. That's weird. Because that if he embraced it, it's like, that's a little getaway for you. That's a nice time. He could have been part of that, but he chose not to be part he of that. Been so it's part awful. of it. But he wasn't yeah, the one. Yeah, all my wine. other flatmates had their fucking boyfriends over and, you know, we'd all have our jokes and we'd watch shows together. And, and Meanwhile, yours won't even walk through the door. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, Raj, are you sure you're dating someone? I was like, yeah. <laughs> this guy's crab. That means he's uh, broken, and broken and that. broken. Yeah, but, but it needs to be returned to sender kind of thing. Yeah, return that. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Can I have a refund? So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to... All of us thinking that relationships should be fast, heavy, hardcore, instant. Oh, I didn't have that in my last, sorry, one last thing. I forgot. Yeah, I didn't have that in my relationship. But I was friends with a girl who her life was, you know how we're saying earlier, people don't have arguments just to have arguments if you want drama. This person wanted drama. And I liked them because they were really funny. And we had a really great time together, me and her. Uh, but actually I realised now on reflection that I was very lost when I was friends with her and we would just be really immature and stupid. As I was breaking up from that long-term relationship, she was feeding into my brain. She was like, you want butterflies, you want fast, instant passion, and you don't have that. And I remember, I'm not, I'm not saying she's responsible for the decisions I made. I was fully responsible, but um, that did influence me a bit because I was like, you're right. I was like, you're right, dude. That's what I want. And I had it and it was fuck. <laughs> Sent me to therapy, that did. So Yeah, so we don't want that. We want to say thank you next to that. Thank you. Slow th- slow burners and everything taking its time, everything happening in its own time is actually a great thing. And let's learn to appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with a fan of Love Island. Too hot to handle. In the heights, baby. Someone that's been shaking the ass with like all of the heights. I want to be shaking my ass on a yacht. Oh, do you? Should we call Brooke? <laughs> you should call Brooke, yeah, Brooke. Yeah, yeah. Like, when are you going on? Are you up for going to Dubai now? Nah, I'm never going to Dubai. Where are you going to shake your ass on a yacht? Where are you going to do it? In, in like Devon, Cornwall? Yeah, Devon, Cornwall, Greece. Brighton, you know. <laughs> yeah, Brighton Beach. Email us or leave a voice note because we would love to hear your voice. Hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on socials. We are at thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, and Twitter. Can I tell them who's coming on next week? Because we have it in the bag. I've got his audio. Yeah, go on. You can say it now. Go on. I'll let you. We've been teasing that we had a special guest on socials all week. No, no. Raj was teasing. Right. You love, you obsessed. Raj loves a tease. She loves just pipetting the information. She loves it. I love a tease. And so many of you were like, it's Shannon Singh. And you know what? I am going to email Could Shannon be. Singh's people right now. So, don't know. We should probably, hopefully, she'll be on soon. Uh, yeah, go on then. So, who is it? So, it is TikTok King, the real Rahul Raya. I am. Ah. 
Oh, the only reason we're teasing this is because we actually recorded it literally that's yesterday. The, that's why Harley's and allowed me to tell you. I'm only Harley's allowed fucking... to tell you because the audio Gasp. has already been sent. His audio has been sent to me. He is literally the king of TikTok. So when TikTok was fucking getting a thing last March, he was straight in there. He's on three million followers. You see his face all the time. He's fucking huge. So gassed that we had him. And actually, he's nothing like what people would expect him to be like nope. in real life. He's very deep. He's very intellectual. And he's a Pisces. Oh, he's he is our first Pisces guest. We're so ah! excited to have a Pisces on the show. And he actually said that all of his close family that he gets on with are Tauruses. So I was like, ow. That says, by the way, guys. That's, that's us, why obviously. We care. That's why, yeah. That's, that's why, why we, we care so much. That's why we're here talking about earth signs and water signs, yo. Yeah. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to give us a review so other people can find us. Imagine all the gems and the laughs that you've had today. You could share that with another person if you just take out a little minute to leave a review. It actually take less than a minute, probably like ten seconds. Yeah, tell us what you think. Just like let it all out. We'll be back next week with more shit. We want to say thank you next to with Rahul Rai, homie. Ah, uh, yeah. Three relationship lessons from Rahul Rai. Can he fucking wait? Ow. Thanks for uh, 